0: okay hey everybody welcome to the rooftop podcast this is a special edition and we've really called this thing fast um i'm joined by uh and maddie forgive me if i get your last name wrong but maddie schweitzer is that right yeah okay great um maddie is uh joining us from maui um as Everybody knows, you know, we had uh, they, they've had a terrible, terrible experience with wildfire there and are dealing with all kinds of um, just unparalleled destruction. And, uh, Matty, first of all, just need to know that you you guys are in our hearts and prayers, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Um,
0: but the reason that this whole thing has evolved, you guys, is that um, it really evolved at least this connection around. Um, The realization that when Afghanistan collapsed, ironically, two years ago now, um, a group of veterans and volunteers came together and, and formed volunteer groups like Flanders Fields and Sacred Promise and Task Force Pineapple. And we used collaboration skills that we had learned in special ops. And we used things like Signal and those platforms to connect with people on the ground. And build a a flat collaborative network that included the local context that was happening on the ground and then up to the resources and the the, the folks uh, in the hinterlands that could weigh in and provide various types of relevant support. And so we got a request uh, from a gentleman named Tom to connect with Maddie, who's on the ground in Maui, and that's what we're doing here. This is the first uh, podcast of what will probably be uh, several. We're going to start building out the network in support of Maddie, who is a community leader there in Maui. Um, and we're, we're calling it task force Lahaina, uh, Lahana, um, could, could give me the pronunciation on that if I screwed it up, Maddie, but, um, welcome to the podcast, man. Um, first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll, we'll roll right into the situation on the ground.
1: Uh, for myself here, um, Yeah, I mean, we're just trying to do everything we can. Luckily, my immediate family is safe, but it's not not the case for everyone else here. Again, my my immediate family, I I have my home. I'm pretty lucky, but um, I live on the outskirts of town. So I was just, uh, my main concern was getting my children and wife out of here. So I shipped them off to Canada a few days ago, and now I've just been able to completely focus on uh, preparing, getting all these goods that are coming from all over the world. There's so many awesome just, I don't even want to say donations because we try to say we're not accepting donations. We're just right. getting shipment after shipment after shipment of supplies, um, which is which is very much needed. You know, I uh, organized the shipment of three coolers of insulin yesterday that I thought would last a week, and it was pretty much all gone within three hours. And this morning we had a medical emergency with insulin, so so it's just our needs are constantly changing every single day here. It's really hard to tell people what we're going to need when they're loading up a plane that's going to be here in four or five days. Right. So, um, but, you know, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of tragic stuff going on. Um, a lot of, you know, everybody sees the destruction, but the amazing thing is, honestly, this community is so strong. We work together. Um, there is a lot of ex-military personnel, a lot of us here, including myself and the people that are mainly organizing these Ohana hubs uh you know we, we're big wave surfers you know we're, we're we're used to communicating over radio we take safety and responsibility very seriously and planning everything out accordingly so there's a good majority of people here that um i think are doing it the right way and we have a really good system down right now And the community has really just jumped in to uh to take care of everybody
0: that's amazing maddie thanks for that perspective man can you give us just quickly can you kind of give us a sense of of I mean you know you see it on the 24/7 news cycle but kind of give us I mean you're on the ground there just give us a sense of 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 what it's like there and what folks are going through.
1: Yeah, it's right now everybody's still in shock, you know. People don't want to leave. There's multiple families in one home and we'll tell we'll go up and tell those some of those family members, "Hey, we have another place for you. We can set you up in a hotel or but nobody wants to leave um people are just staying wherever they're located even if it's just whether they're at a tent or sleeping in their car they don't even want to leave that certain spot it's you know people are still in shock people don't want to be moved from place to place to place you know so it's um right now i think it's now been a week and every it's really just soaking into everybody um people are finally hitting a wall the last couple days we're able to finally get a little bit of sleep um but there's there's a real sense um from the people that I'm surrounded by, most of the time in the day, we just stay busy. Most of you guys know in vets and, you know, it's just uh, we, we stay busy, keep going. Uh, don't don't have an idle hands or idle mind and just stick stick to the plan. Keep keep executing everything we can. Hardest yeah. thing is when we go home to the wife and kids that are just at home. Um, so the that's that's where it's at as the children right now. People are getting shipped off to. Uh, all over the world right now, just because it's not safe to have children around here. Uh, there's too much stress. There's too much toxins. So the kids and our education, all of our schools were wiped out. So that's those are those are some of the biggest biggest issues that we're seeing right now, um, especially. Okay. And this is this is my brother Zane here that just kind of jumped in beside me. He's hey, uh, he's been absolutely a critical critical person and just communicating everything with everyone. Thank you so much. Um, I have been trying to just 50% of what I'm doing is asking my brother what we can do for help and stuff. So we, we have a, it's, it's, there's a lot of great, beautiful things going on here when it comes to just community working together.
0: Maddie, what would you and Zane say? Um, and we just had a, another constituent join us area 51 is what I'm seeing. I don't know who that is. Yeah.
2: Hi, that's me. That's Melissa.
0: Hey, Melissa. Welcome. Thanks, hey, for, guys. Being, thanks for being in. Um,
2: So,
0: yeah. um, Could could you tell uh, what 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 would um, what would you say is is happening on the ground in terms of, um, you know, what's the greatest need? And then what does it look like in terms of kind of the top down, bottom up coordination? Like, where is it working? Where is it not working? You know, kind of where are you guys in that space right now?
1: Today, I'll let Zane really answer that. But today, we've had some of the biggest changes today and yesterday when it comes to the comms we are receiving and our ability now to communicate with from deep northwest Maui to uh, just before Lahaina Town, because there is no Lahaina Town now. Um, but I'll, I'll let Zane say how everything's been working from the ground last yeah. week or so.
2: So tuning in with the, uh, the different, we're not trying to call them stations or hubs because when we've tried to get the government um, to come and help, it's only caused more red tape and problems for the residents that are displaced and truly needing help. So now we're calling all of our five stations, helping our community that have been displaced, just Ohana helping Ohana. We're not collecting donations and it's just family helping family just to avoid any government or policy uh, holding us back from doing what we need to do to keep everybody afloat. But to answer your question, currently communicating with all the different hubs and the different Ohana, um, right now, cooled storage has been something that everyone is asking for, a place that we could keep our meat, our produce, everything that needs to be cool because the ice is just causing way too much of our workforce to unload resources. We're using so much gas. We're using so much of our manpower on boats. And every time we try and bring things in by the road, there's either an accident or the uh, martial law is pushing people back. Um, So boats have been our biggest way to bring things in and out. And so our local community of fishermen has really been able to keep everyone not only uh, afloat, but comfortable even at times. And um, I think right now communication is starting to get better as Maddie mentioned. We've set up some ham receivers and UHF radio sets that are allowing us to get better land to land communication. We've set up two receivers on the ridge lines that separate our communities with topography and and now that signal is being amplified so we could communicate between our Upper West Maui Ohana hubs and the Lower Lahaina hub that is separated by the high ridge line. Um, So hopefully by tomorrow morning, we should have our Lahaina community uh, the majority of it that is still um, living in Lahaina and holding it down here to have communication with our Upper West Maui uh, Ohana. Um, so besides communications being a challenge, right now our community is in need of cooled storage for keeping things safe. Um, and we're also in need of a lot more glutathione nebulizers. I mean, our county workers and government officials have been in the Uh, area of impact and it's toxic levels as per all of our uh, water and air quality tests we've had and most of our community we have more community members working in ground zero than county officials and they don't have equipment they're just using cloth masks like i have and we're just right here in the wind and in the dust and in the ash
1: we're currently sitting sitting three houses away from The burn zone, you know, and this is what we got. And so, smell right now is overwhelming. Right where we're sitting. We
2: need sealed face masks and a lot of different filters to change out potentially on a daily basis. Um, We need even face masks that cover the eyes for our crew of um, search and rescue teams and the people sending, relaying messages and working on the ground. Um, But more importantly, we need glutathione nebulizers. And the and, uh, pumps that pump the, the, the treatment to the face mask. Because right now we have like five to 10 working overtime. Um, and every everyone needs 10 days of five to 10 minutes a day treatment right now. Because we've all been exposed to it. And the people who need it most, as you sure know, are the people that we can't get to sit down and get to help. And so... You know, it's, uh, it's, it's nonstop. It's hard to catch a break for the people who are really actually keeping things alive around here. Um, and there's, you know, uh, there's a lot of people trying to document and, and share updates and, and share what's going on. But I think the people who are actually on social media, they don't really know what's going on. They're just jumping in to show face and try and show the world what's happening. And it's being underplayed. There's more children that have lost friends and family than adults right now. And that's our next step. And that's my biggest priority. I, I run a not-for-profit for children over the last 10 years. And I'm starting to be really worried, not just for our strong men and women that are breaking down right now, but for the children that have gone through more loss than the adults almost. You know, mo- right now, the, the death count We're is like mostly mostly missing kids. And so we need to find a way to give them a safe learning environment that they could feel comfortable to play that they could have a time to uh, unload whatever trauma. And so currently we have uh, a few of our athletes and church groups at one of our stations at Napili park doing daily football, soccer games. We have, you know, just, it seems like a small thing, but I think in the coming weeks it's going to be the most important because we're already seeing strong men and women leaders of our community starting to process everything on day eight since this all happened. And I myself um, am trying to now realize that I need to take care of myself to, in order to take care of my Ohana and community. And, um, you know, we all are, are not feeling healthy in our lungs and in our chest, and we all need more treatments and more nurses to administer the treatments.
0: Yeah. So powerful Zane, man. Thank you for, for sharing that. And, and uh, I'm asking you and Maddie to please, where you can, you know, practice some safe care, self-care there. And I know it's not easy, but um, um finding just a little time to do that. I what I can promise you is is that this podcast, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch it out uh to our network and we're gonna share it because it's 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 the most important thing is that we hear directly from you on what the needs are at a local level. I'm gonna send this over to Will Kane from Fox News who is on the island. And I know he's doing resource work and things like that. He has a voice, um, but you know, what's probably missing is that localized perspective that you all have. And and for, in an interest of not getting in the way, but yet hopefully building a a, a relevant network around you um, that pushes with specificity. Uh, what you need and illuminates what you need to the right people. What would you say, yeah. uh, Maddie and Zane? What would you guys say to the top-down entities, Hawaii National Guard, FEMA? What would you say to them right now if they're watching this podcast? Um, as you think about like what you guys are doing from the bottom up at a community-based level, where where's the gaps here, and and what do what do the the formal institutions need to know? that either might surprise them or they don't know right now.
1: They need to yeah. they need to know that this is a very special place. Anywhere yeah. else in the world would have done some crazy things. We work together as a community and this community is strong. So if they are going to come in, I think we will welcome people in as long as they're doing it to work together with us and not take over. All right? That's we, been a problem
2: so far. We have FEMA and government officials coming in and trying to take over and it's causing more problems than good. So, You know, as much as we appreciate the the support from around the world and the government, we we also want to have them respect our communities and their sacrifices that they've made to keep our Ohana and families afloat. And we're continuing to do that. And we have the desire. We have the purpose. We're not going to stop until our family and our home is rebuilt and not just rebuilt, but rebuilt with proper infrastructure, rebuilt with proper foundations. And no, most importantly, the brought local, back local, bringing back a place for local families in Hawaiian culture. And so right now, we're not going to give up. But guess what? Those FEMA guys and the government officials, eventually their head up is going to tell them to move. We're still going to be here like we've been on day one.
1: Right
2: on. Right and on. The biggest
1: fear right now, honestly, the biggest fear for long term is realistically just making sure that these local people, multi-generational families here in Lahaina are able to come back, are able to rebuild. People are really scared of land buyouts. The state's already said they're looking into purchasing big chunks of Lahaina um, as if they're going to help, but we we want to make sure that local generational families are able to stay here.
0: Spot on, With editor.
1: that said, too.
0: Go ahead, Zane. Go ahead, Zane. Can you well, hear me?
2: To deem this land as toxic and unlivable, then that's going to mean if the land's going to be handed over the land back to these families. So Until it's livable. We we really want to want the community, everyone knowing that that's helped, that we're willing to be in our town regardless of what has happened. And we're willing to take as much time as it needs to rebuild it properly and yeah. righteously right
0: right on man and we will con- my promise to you is we'll continue to elevate this on the public domain in the public space um and continue to build out a platform for you guys to be heard from what you're seeing at the local level we'll keep building this out as 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 often as we need to do it and uh that's my commitment to you we'll you know this is a short podcast here this is to get the initial broadcast out but we'll start building the network around you uh i know you guys got to go um let me just close with this um what is the most important thing knowing that like we've got you know people you know kind of in a task force pineapple kind of way flanders fields kind of way we're good at building networks around problem sets where locals are leading the charge what is the most important thing we could do building this network right now to support you guys and not get in the way, but yet be relevant.
1: Okay. So
2: right, right now I think we need people that are willing to do inventory checks on everything and coordinate all the people willing to help, making sure we don't have too much of the same items coming in and out. We almost need a call center on, the, on uh, elsewhere that has all the information from each different station here. So that they can receive all these thousands of people wanting to help. They could filter out the things that are actually needed. They could organize a a efficient shipment and we could have someone on the ground. That's trustworthy to pick up and distribute our ground. Everything that I've mentioned there has been a challenge from the get go because we have shelters that are receiving things um, that haven't been sent to our uh, Ohana run shelters. And they, and if they end up in a FEMA or government run shelter, they're not getting to where they got to go, you know? And, and so we're making sh- we want to make sure that we're scheduled with our drop-offs of deliveries and supply that our people and our leaders at these different family run hubs are aware of ETA and pickup so that we could appropriately distribute the, the excess supply and also More importantly, we need to be able to have people doing welfare checks door to door. And so for volunteers wanting to help that are listening to this, if you do want to help, we're looking for people that can help us go door to door and make sure they have what they need. These are stubborn, proud, strong people in Hawaii, in Maui. We're strong. It's hard to get someone to tell us what they need. We've been literally having to go door by door at the end of each day. Long days yelling through neighborhoods at the top of our lungs, ice, water, food, gas. And people are still hesitant to come take it. And we have to tell them that they need to take charge to give it to the purse people that they feel they need in the neighborhood. But anyway, there's a lot going on. We we uh, we appreciate you guys time and wanting to support. I think we're all on the same page.
0: Yeah, it looks like you froze. Um,
2: oh, Melissa, are you in? Oh, gone again.
0: Melissa, are you there?
2: I'm here. I'm here. And I'm sorry, you guys, if you can hear me, we love you so much. And thank you for everything. Tommy is stuck and he couldn't get on the call. But Tommy Boehner, the one that is making this connection. I mean, we all just want what's better. My heart is broken for Maui and behind him, my home as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Melissa. So we're going to take this podcast and br- blast it out. Um, There are several other people if you could just pass on um, that are kind of networks like Pineapple, um, the the Veterans Trash Talk Network and um, Flanders Fields are two big ones. Um, And I'm going to pass you their contact info because they're going to kind of join forces here. And I really think that within very short order, you're probably going to have access uh, in a way that's helpful to a really big network of people that are not going to get in the way. They're just going to, they're just going to kind of follow your lead, but they're also going to be a platform for, you know, Zane and uh, Maddie to, to really articulate what's going on locally um and get it out there in the world. So, you know, it's going to take a little while to build, but we're, we're committed to doing it. And it starts with this podcast, I think.
2: Uh, thank you so much. I can't tell you.
0: Yeah. Really Happy to. Yeah. And just our hearts go out to, uh, all of the all of the folks in Maui, um, I, I I can hear it in your voice, and I and I just ache for you, um, and just know that we're praying for you, and we will you know start to uh, put together um, uh, a network around this thing. As far as uh, point of contact right now, what I would just ask everybody is be patient with us. I'll um, I'll work with Maddie and Zane to come up with um, either something on Signal. Uh, or a way that folks can you know get in there and um and we can collaborate without overwhelming them i just want to be thoughtful about that so uh just right. stay tuned and and we'll we'll get that contact info out in a way that's collaborative but not a, a hindrance
2: Scott thank you very very much
0: you're very welcome melissa and thanks to everybody Wait. for listening to this special episode and uh more to follow on what's going on in maui and the network we're building and uh we'll see you there
1: Aloha.
0: Aloha.